CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 59. (laughs) Today, we are talking about is your mobility limiting you? That's, I feel like that's like a really big, heavy question. (laughs) Lots to unpack. But in general, I'm going to say the answer is yes. For you or everyone? Well, what would you say? Would you not say? I guess it depends on the issue at hand. I think your mobility is really good. Oh no, I think mine's great. And I'm in terms of not great. It's good. But in terms of like the general public who have mobility issues, yes, it is limiting you. Can we just back up and rewind and like talk about your squat when you first joined? And it then was what, terrible. And now your squat is like awesome. <laughs> it's not awesome. I still get pulled out at like CrossFit seminars to get my <laughs> squat fixed. It's just because people can't accept that I have a wider squat stance. They they want it like textbook under your shoulders. That's where you need to squat. And it, that just doesn't work for me. Long dancer legs. It's the femurs. <laughs> Get in the way. <laughs> but yes, it has improved greatly. Probably because my mobility is maybe a little bit better in my hips. And I think general public speaking, like huge issue. And especially like as we get older, you know. And but you know what's surprising? Like that's an assumption. Like as we get older, our mobility starts to suck. We're just gonna label that. That's an yeah. assumption. What surprises me is or does it? Let me back up. I'm all over the map already. Is the kids that come in. Isn't who, that bad? I don't want to say move like garbage, but like just mobility. is terrible. Yeah. And I've worked with kids since I was in like high school. So I have almost seen this evolution of kids just lacking body awareness and coming in so tight and just unable to move through full range of motion. And it's easy to attribute it to excess sitting and being on devices. Yeah. Like to get a kid to like move with a straight back is almost impossible. Like a neutral spine, almost impossible. Yeah. The number of times I reference in my kids' classes, like no grandpa backs is insane. And I would think like before, I'm going to say in the olden days, but that's going to make me feel old. (laughs) Before it was just like, it was a proprioception thing, which is yeah. a normal development For sure. type of thing. Yep. But like now it's exasperated. Exactly. It and is it's, bad. It's like the overall lack of strength yeah. and flexibility and everything just because these kids are spending so much more time mm-hmm. sedentary. Yeah. And even just in this hunched over position yeah. that didn't exist when we were, we're looking, kids. we're looking down at our phones yeah. or, or game. Like if you're playing your game on yeah. Nintendo or whatever, like that didn't really It existed, but in a different manner when we were kids and not for the prolonged period of time that kids are doing it. It boggles my mind. And it's easy to attribute like why adults lack that mobility and flexibility. Like we've spent 30, 40 years sitting Mm -hmm. in chairs, desks, everything, Mm -hmm. and that time just accumulates. But then you add in even to the more sedentary that our society has become in the last couple of generations it's just like blown out of proportion. So I would say like top five reasons why people are, what they're saying to me when I first speak to them, when they come in is an an overall need for more mobility. 
do they present it as a need for mobility or how is it um, presented to you as a need? I want to be more flexible. Sometimes they'll use the word mo- mobility, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's just like, I want to move without pain or mm-hmm. I don't want to wake up in pain or, or things like that. Like tight and stiff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just like, they're just, they, all they know is like the feeling, right? They don't, may not necessarily know that it's a decreased lack of mobility. Right. Why is mobility important? Like why is somebody, why is improving your mobility important? Quality of life. Like how, how does that make you feel good? Waking up every morning and just like, oh, my back hurts. My hips are so tight. I can't bend over in the morning until I like move around for a little bit. It hurts to sit down on the toilet first thing in the morning because you're so tight. Like just things like that. You know, my knees hurt when I go up the stairs or whatever it might be. Like, how does that feel good? And like, it prevents you from doing things, mm-hmm. which then reflects on your quality of life, right? Like, oh, maybe you don't go on that family hike because your knees hurt or, yeah. you know, my back is sore. Well, there's a way around that. And yeah. I'm not saying that mobility is the only answer, but it definitely is a high impact answer. Part of the yeah. prescription. Um, so what would you say to somebody who uses mobility as like a default to why their front rack position is so terrible? As in like, I can't get there because I don't have the mobility. Yes. It's, I think the word that's missing is yet, Mm -hmm. right? Like you just haven't worked on it enough or you're not forcing yourself into the right positions enough or Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You're just not working hard enough to get in that position. And sometimes I think it is a positional thing and, and not a mobility thing. Absolutely. Mobility gets tossed in there because it's the easy escape go to, oh, I, I don't, I can't do this because my mobility sucks. Yeah. And positional is like, oh, if we widen your hands, then all of a sudden you can, mm-hmm. or we widen your feet, then all of a sudden you can, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you mean by that. But like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, best ways to improve mobility. You have to spend time. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> this mobility, I would say, is one of those things, especially where we say we want to be more flexible or we yeah. want more mobility, but like nine times out of ten, the actual commitment to that gets not carried through on. Yeah. And so the biggest thing is like you have to spend time actually doing it. You have to spend time in those positions. And the thing that is different about mobility and flexibility is like it's one of those things that are impacted by duration of time. So not like total volume, like, Oh, I spent 10 minutes stretching. It's like you stayed in that position for two minutes. Mm -hmm. And because again, this goes back to like our general society, we want instant gratification on the things that we do. And so spending two minutes in one long sustained position is not really attractive. And that's why it's boring. Right. Well, then again, consistently doing it, not doing it once a month or once a week, but like putting in the effort to have a consistent mobility practice. I think it's super important. Yeah. Yeah. And also the thing about like mobility is it also has frequency intensity to it. Mm -hmm. You know, like are you sitting there having a casual conversation with your leg out in front of you and you're just casually bent over to stretch Mm -hmm. your hamstrings or are you like actually in that position working on incorporating your breathing and all of a sudden you can get deeper into that and you know mm-hmm. so on and so forth like you could do it but you could also do it half ass yeah <laughs> which you might as well not do it i'm like total guilty ass. of let's just be upfront and honest <laughs> yeah and i think there's like benefits to that when you do it 
in like the calm and the quiet and you're in tune to what's going on because you can feel the positionings you can have control of your breath it can be part of your active recovery so you're benefiting from it in that sense too please refer to episode 57 <laughs> yes i was doing the math i'm sure you got the right number yeah why else do you think mobility is so important you said quality of life i, I also say like just progression of your fitness yeah. if you want to be better at the things that you're doing it matters that you can get into the right positions mm-hmm. and partly and not only get into them, but move through those full positions, right? Like we want to increase our cleans. Well, sometimes that means you need to get deeper into that catch receiving position. And if your hips don't have, first of all, the mobility to get there and then the strength to get out of it, your performance is going to be sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Where do you see the biggest areas for poor mobility in adults? Upper body, shoulders, rib cage, more so thoracic cage. Mm-hmm. And I guess by saying thoracic cage, I'm kind of including shoulders within that. Mm-hmm. And how is it presenting <clears throat> itself? Like how would somebody be like, oh, I need to work on my shoulder mobility? I can't put my shoulders over my head or I can't, or not, <laughs> I can't put my arms over my head or I can't get them far enough back. Right. Um, same thing with like their front rack position. They can't get in that front rack and they deem it's their shoulders. But really a lot of that stems from your shoulder girdle, which is mm-hmm. all in your thoracic cage, your scapula, all that good anatomy stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you look at what those people are doing for career life jobs, like they're s- sitting at a computer desk yeah. hunched over. I'm going to get on my soapbox here. She just sighed. <laughs> I, <laughs> here's the thing. It's like, so we have these shitty positions that we spend all this time in during the day. Then we don't work out. We don't lift weights. We think that running is the answer or maybe not doing anything at all. So you go home and you sit down on the couch in that mm-hmm. equally as shitty, if not more shitty position. And all you've done is exacerbate and layered the problem. The people that are lifting weights are now building up their posterior strength. Like, here's the thing. When we sit all day like that, you're making your backside weak Mm -hmm. and we make our front side really, really tight. Like your hip flexors are super tight because they're always in this flexed position. So general society today lacks so much strength and positional strength down their backside, their posterior side. And that is the thing is like, if you could strengthen up your upper half, your backside, your lats, your shoulders, your you know, all that stuff, you would be able to sit with better posture. Then you can perform at your job. And now it's not sacrificing from other things within your quality of life, you know, that play a role in that. Mm -hmm. So that's why we see like when people come in here and it's their first time, whether it's their first time in the gym or their first time like lifting weights, it's tough. And you feel really super weak because all of a sudden you're using all these dormant muscles down your backside that you've really just been sitting on, you know? And as you get stronger and stronger, you start to unlock a little bit more potential out of that mobility and that strength. And now all of a sudden you can get that bar over your head. You can squat below parallel, you know, Mm -hmm. things get easier in real life because you're building that strength and you're moving through proper positions. Mm -hmm. Then guess what? Your job gets easier. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's hard for the people who have been in desk jobs for an extended period of time to have the awareness of what has happened, right? Because you just become accustomed to this position. You become accustomed to the aches and the pains and they're just there and you just tolerate them. Um, I think when people come to the gym and they realize these things are hard and it is contributed by your nine to five job and there are ways to improve that, 
I think they have more awareness versus the ones who just don't do anything about it or don't try to improve their quality of life. I know when I, I didn't have a desk job up until like three years ago and I noticed it instantly. It was like, my body does not like sitting. Like, this is not good for me. My whole backside got like super mad, like tight and my neck was bad. And the biggest switch was getting like a standing desk. Like that made a huge difference Mm -hmm. in my day and just being up and moving more. Yeah. And just paying attention to the ergonomics of my I was going to say like ergonomically, that is the most common sense fix. Mm -hmm. Like the most immediate thing that can make the biggest change. Mm -hmm. And even just like raising your computer screen. So like your neck is now neutral instead of in that curved position. And yeah, just paying attention to those things that we have control over. It was just a matter of a conversation. Like, Hey, can I get a stand up desk? Yeah. I'll be more productive and like, it'll be better. Yeah. Be- <laughs> Literally more productive because you're not just like tired you know, and walk to the bathroom just so I can simply stand up on exactly. my desk. Yeah, no, for sure. A hundred percent. What do you think is the most overlooked either part of mobility or area of mobility? Oh, this is a good question. Overlooked area of mm-hmm. mobility. I'm sticking with the thoracic cage. I think we put so much emphasis on our shoulders. Mm-hmm where if we could fix a lot of like what's going on around our spine and our scapula, Mm -hmm. that'll fix the shoulder problems that you're having. Mm -hmm. And then obviously I will pay a lot of attention to what's going on in your hips Mm -hmm. again, because we're sitting all day and that's a direct impact on that specific area. I find too, sometimes when we're dealing with like squatting, the ankles get over. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because we forget that there's actually movement happening within the ankle. Yeah. And it's mostly just, and it's, it's one of those things that like, if we can fix your ankle flexibility, all of a sudden you can get in your front rack. (laughs) No, but like it it happens, right? Because it's like magic, but not really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. And I I guess that kind of goes back to my third answer would be the whole chain, right? Because everything is connected by fascia. So if you affect something like your ankle, if you promote change in your ankle, it can go all the way up the change chain and change something in your hip or in your shoulder or everything. Mm-hmm. So yep. I love demonstrating that one. That's like one of my favorite things to demonstrate. It always was when I was doing AT stuff is like, okay, we're going to stretch your hamstring. So they get in that figure four stretch yep. and we're stretching. I'm like, okay, now pull now tuck your chin in. And all of a sudden they're like, whoa, what was we're that? Zing everything. Like, like, hey, you know what? Yep. That's actually neural stretching. So we're stretching your nerves right yep. now and it stems all the way up from your neck to yep. your toe. You know, everything is connected. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Just to like, Mm-hmm. prove a point <laughs> yeah or like when people come back from physio and it's like oh hey my my knee problem is actually my hips and it's like yeah because they're all kind of connected and yeah. they yeah. support each other it's like makes sense oh, i didn't think of it that way yeah that's cool um mobility mistakes can you think of any mistakes people might make doing mobility here's and maybe one that's not so obvious to others is like the people who are super hyper flexible spending more time doing flexibility related things. Mm. And I love it. There's one member in our membership who, I mean, there's a few that fall within this category yeah. one who is like in particular, very far on that end of the spectrum. Yeah. And one of their struggles is lifting heavy things. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and we always have the same conversation every time I'm coaching a class with them in it and it's a strength-based workout. It's like when you have that so far excessiveness to where the needle is on the scale, you have to sacrifice other things from the opposite side. So Mm -hmm. in order to be that flexible, you lack stability and strength. Mm -hmm. And so as you start to work on stability and strength, 
that flexibility is going to decrease just a little bit, right? But like that particular person's decrease of flexibility <laughs> brings us back to what we would consider normal for everyone else, mm -hmm. right? So it's actually still not a bad thing that this person loses a little bit of flexibility. Mm -hmm. Some people are just um, structurally put together that way or physiologically, it's a hormonal thing that their ligaments are more lax, et, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So those types of people are going to struggle with the strength and the stability part. And I mean, you put that particular person into an overhead squat workout and technicality, it looks awesome. Mm -hmm. It's a great squat, but like they're limited with how high they can go up. Yeah. What is the best way to improve your mobility aside from like doing mobility? I would like research it, like seek out help Yeah. because it's not just stretching right? There's no. many different ways that we can manipulate the soft tissue because that's ultimately what you're doing is just mm -hmm. manipulating soft tissue. So there's many different ways that we can go about it. It doesn't necessarily need to be just sitting on the ground in a figure four, stretching out your hamstrings mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. You know, we can actually work on mobility through lifting weights, for example, and that's yeah. not something that somebody would attribute to that. Right. So there's, there's different ways to do it. And I mean, I say this about anything when you ask me, what is the best way to go about is always asking for help. And I think in part of asking for help, it also adds that accountability element that like, I just started us whole podcast off saying that one of the things we, that it doesn't work is because we don't stay committed to it. Yeah. So if you have somebody to guide you through this and help hold you accountable to get this done, it's going to make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And then on that note, have a little bit of patience with it. Yeah. This is not something that happens overnight. You know, it took you 40 years of sitting to get to the position that you're in right now. Mm -hmm. You just can't peel those layers off and expect them to be malleable. And I think in the, well, I'm just on a chain here. It's funny because like, as I'm talking, it's opening up the next steps, right? Like yeah. you wouldn't think that nutrition is an effect that affects mobility, but it absolutely does. Mm -hmm. Hydration, for example, because it's basically the, the oil in our car. So if you want things to bend and flex and move and, and adapt, they have to be malleable, mm -hmm. which means they need to be soft, yeah. which means you need to spend some time like making sure that you're taking in the right types of foods and, and liquids, staying yeah. hydrated, throwing some fish oil in your diet for some anti-inflammation, making sure you're getting your fruits and vegetables, so, which are also anti-inflammatory and, and, you know, very passionate about mobility today. Well, it just stems back from like working in the clinic that people, and now I'm seeing more than just athletes, right. Mm -hmm. would come in and it's like, Oh, I've got this shoulder injury. And I ask them what they do. And I mean, I stand up, look at your posture and your posture is hump back in Notre Dame. Like we got work to do, you know? Yeah. And I'm pretty passionate about like when we talk postural things, you know, all this little accessory work that we do to make our pull-ups better is actually making your posture better so mm -hmm. that your scapula function the way that they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And it would be so bizarre because I would tell these patients like, okay, you're going to go walk through superstore and down one aisle, you're going to work on proper posture. And I give them the key points that they're mm -hmm. looking for. And then when you go down the next aisle, you can relax because this is time under tension, right? So then you go down the next aisle and you practice it again. And then I'm doing this while I'm talking, but, um, and they would just look at me and they're like, that's my homework. And I said, do it and do it often mm -hmm. and watch the change. Yeah. Well, I think once you commit to it and you do it often and, and are consistent with it, the change that actually does occur is yeah. huge. You just have to stick with it for the long haul. And I just wonder like how many people are so in their mindset caught on, I'm not strong enough or I'm not this or that when the answer is like, 
you will become stronger if you can improve your mobility. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a list of names of our clients that I could just rattle off right now yeah. of the people who would fall in that category, yeah. but they don't make that connection. They make that connection as in like, I'm just not strong enough or my technique sucks or, yeah. you know, yeah. when those things very well could be true, yeah. but we could also come at it from a different angle that like, if you spent some time working on your mobility and like committed to it, I bet you those other things would come a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Or e- like an easier. easier, you wouldn't have to fight so yes. hard to yeah, because you're work smarter, not set up in the right position. Yeah. Any other thoughts on mobility? When I first opened the gym, it was such a like, and I, maybe that was just like given where I was in my AT career path. Like it was so fr- I'm fresh out of school. It's textbook. This is the way things are supposed to go. You're you're a little young and naive back then, but I did put a lot of emphasis on it like it was a requirement of our foundations like you went through an hour on just mobility stuff the thing is is like it never stuck for people so we stopped doing it i think our method of giving this information now is a little bit more better put together and i mean that in terms of it offering it like a specialty club every couple of months Mm -hmm. you know and then at least they're making that commitment where they come in and for that half an hour 45 minutes Mm -hmm. whatever it is like we are drilling and scaling it Mm -hmm. and you know what, like I've seen people who have been in your previous mobility clubs still, they come in before their workout. Yeah. Yeah, And they're up against the wall doing their, Mm -hmm. their movements and putting that time in. So the fact that the retention is coming out of it and they understand the importance, they now get to reap the benefits of it because they're still doing it, which is, is awesome. It was interesting. Somebody, I was doing my mobility class next month promo and at the beginning of class day. And somebody says, it was the best money I've ever spent. And it was just interesting to know that the impact of mobility on them, because you wouldn't, you wouldn't think like, right. It gets overlooked when we go and it's like, Oh, I'm weak or, Oh, I just need to get stronger, whatever, whatever. But it's like, no, this person actually saw the impact of mobility. So that was really cool today. And, and like, even with those specialty clubs, like you change how you present the information. Mm -hmm. So like, if you did it last time, it's not the same information. So that way there's always a continued benefit or reason why you should be doing this. And you know, everyone can continually benefit from it. If I wasn't refing, I should take it because I need it. And that's simply me just admitting that like, I do not spend the time when I was training. I did like, I, I mapped that part out in my day twice a day where I was doing just mobility things, but I mean, that was imperative to my career and now it's just not. It could be though. It could be, and it should be. Maybe you could run faster. I, well, and arguably I sit a lot more, right? Like yeah. I'm doing a lot more paperwork and desk work and computer work than I ever was. So there you go. Mm-hmm. See? Revelation. There you go. But I'm roughing on Saturday morning. So <laughs> nuts. Maybe I'll schedule some PTs. Okay. Um, question for our listeners about mobility. What do you got? Oh, I thought from, you had one. I was I, like, no, oh, we're turning the tables. Aside from the dog fart question. <laughs> What do you got for them? Um, twofold question. And also those that have been replying to our questions, please know that I love receiving like on Mondays when these episodes come out, I know that I'm getting some messages and emails from a list of people. And I love reading that feedback. It's really cool. Um, helps me get to know you better, first of all, but also like some of the things that we've spoken about and hearing the impact that it has that in from like others perspectives that's really cool to hear so thank you first of all okay twofold question 
do you think that mobility is limiting you in the progress that you want to make right now? And then my second question is, do you think that you would get stronger, hit those PRs that you've kind of had in the back of your mind if you worked on your mobility? Twofold question. Threefold. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? So here's the easy answer. Hey, mobility club is coming up in October and infinite amount of space. So let's go. That's the part where you're supposed to say, sign up to work with me. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) But yes, mobility is coming, like requested to come back, which was really cool too. And I mean, that's the easy answer, right? The second answer is that's what those like half an hour quick PT skill sessions are for. And I've seen people schedule them in with you, knowing that they have like a certain area that they want to focus on. And they spend four or six sessions just doing that. And again, too, those are the people that I'm seeing coming in early and that has now stuck with them and they saw the value and the importance and then the benefit of it. They got to reap the benefits of it. So again, that's just one of those commitment things. Like it's one thing to go on the internet and find some sort of YouTube video, but like now your coach can tailor this to what it is you're trying to do and help you feel a little bit better by the end of it. I guess I am still pretty passionate about it as when I began. It's just my understanding of it is a lot more thorough instead of based on textbooks. Mm -hmm. Which is a good thing. Okay. Episode 59, is your mobility limiting you? As always, follow our socials, send us some messages on our listener feedback, and we can't wait to hear from you.